0: All of this is possible, along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Welcome back to another episode on Grieving Moms Podcast. My name is Megan Hillica. I am the host of this show. This is episode number 93, What Do I Do With My Child's Things? This is a question we all have to face as we navigate life without them. There are so many options and choices here, and I want to highlight as many as as I can, but also share my own personal experience of what I've done so that maybe you can kind of try to figure out what do you want to do if you're struggling with this question of like, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with their stuff? I don't know what to do because it feels like I'm going to let go of them or I'm moving on from them if I even touch their stuff. So before I dive in any further, I just want to ask you to subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the show so that you do not miss any episodes that way every week on Thursdays when this comes out, you get the next um, episode without even having to look for it. So subscribe to Grieving Moms podcast and share with a friend if you want to to help them get the tools and the support and the resources that you have gotten from this podcast so far. So talking about our child's things, our child who has died, what do we do? When Aria died, we got so many flowers and gifts and things to remember her. And all of these um, things became linking objects or connecting items to her. All the flowers were for her. And then I remember very distinctly, as these flowers died, it felt like a stab in my heart that they were dying just like her, that all these things, anything that got broken, anything that got wrecked, anything that died was like, it was like she was dying again because these were all for her. They're, you know, It was all her things. Our house was covered in things, pictures, stuff, And it stayed that way for quite a while. It seems for me that I was slowly able to work through either throwing things away, putting them in a bin, donating them, doing whatever, little by little, because the clutter and the chaos that they were making in my house began to outweigh my need to have it all there. But it was a process. It was not something I could do all at once. There were certain things like her crib that I wanted gone right away Because that was where she had died. And there were other things that I couldn't part with. And I've had many conversations with other moms um, where other people came into their lives and pushed them to get rid of things or pushed them to pack away their child's clothes when they weren't ready yet. And they regretted it or they had to go back and redo it by themselves. So I just, this whole thing is all about encouraging you to do what's best for you (laughs) and really just holding space for. Emotions and the feelings, and letting yourself grieve as you work through whatever you're going through with it. So, there is a phrase called linking objects. So, these are things that when you don't have your child here to love and hold and see, you begin to connect with them through certain things. So, right away, everything in my life that even, even had like a remote resemblance or connection to her was a connection to Aria for me. And as I've worked through those things, there are less and less things, like objects that I feel connected to her by, um, where I don't need everything, but the ones that I do have are very special. Um, not, <laughs> I'm not saying we don't have anything because I feel like we still do have a lot of things um, for her, but I have gotten rid of a lot or stored things or thrown things away or donated, whatever I've done with different things um, because I've been able to find different items, you know, have a few more really special items. So what do I have? What do I have for Aria now? Um, I have a few necklaces, but one, the most special one is broken and I haven't gotten around to go to a jeweler's to get it fixed. It was a bracelet that she wore almost her entire life. Oh, She had worn it on her wrist And I made it into a necklace, had it made into a necklace, and I really need to go get that fixed. But another necklace I have is her birthstone that I wear this one often. If you ever see me, like on a Facebook Live or something, wearing a purple gemstone necklace, that is for her and it's her birthstone. So we have a lot of her clothes in a bucket, though I did get rid of a ton of clothes that she didn't really wear very much. So, I didn't really feel like they were hers, and I'm planning on having them made into a quilt. And as a side note, if you know of anyone that is an amazing quilter or be willing to take on this task, feel free to let me know. (laughs) I really, really want to get all of her clothes made into a blanket, and I don't know how to quilt. I am a bit nervous about letting someone else cut up her clothes if I don't know that they're a good quilter because that's all I have of her clothes. So I I know it's a struggle with me now, and I'm trying to find someone who could help me with that. But we have a picture frame, a book of her, an angel figurine, bird feeder, things like that. But the majority of her things have slowly been thrown away or weeded out, given away, given to my other children to use, um, but this has been with time and with me purposely detaching from the things and letting them go. And I want to share a few things with you that you can do. And with each of these, pay attention to how it feels for you. Pay attention to what feels heavy and what feels light. And notice how these things might shift and change and pay attention to if and when you are ready to do something different. So before I even start, I first want to say that you have the option and the right to do absolutely nothing. Like this means keeping your child's things exactly the way it was, not moving anything, not using anything whatever you want. This is a choice that you can fully and freely make. And coming from that place of not having to do anything, let's decide what you want to do and when you are ready to do it. Let go of the shoulds and change it to do when you're ready and it, You know, if you choose to do so. So the next part is like, don't feel like you ever have to throw anything away that you don't want to. If you don't want to throw anything away, you don't have to. But if you are ready to begin taking things out of your everyday space, so it's not as cluttered or taking up as much space, you can begin to put things into storage. For me, this is how I was able to start to decrease the amount of things in my house that felt overwhelming because I wasn't throwing them away, I had them in storage and I could still go take them out if I wanted to. That that felt good for me and I was really listening to okay, this, you know, having all of this stuff out served me until this point. Now it feels heavier to have it out and I want to kind of decrease the amount of space this stuff is taking up. And I know many of you will be perfectly content with having all of their stuff where it is or having it in storage, but for me we have moved a lot since Aria died and actually our whole marriage, we've moved a lot. And I'm also not a huge fan of storing a ton of things. I like to try to have as little as possible. So I've wanted to be able to let go of things. This has been a goal of mine um, in really holding on to the things that do matter and that are important. Um, so I just want to share a little story about the one thing like in particular that I struggled with to throw away when we were moving one time. Uh we had a poster board that my family had made for Aria's funeral with a ton of pictures of her on it. We have we had it in our house, like out in the living room for a long time, in our kids' bedroom or in Aria's bedroom after she had died, and we had put it in there, you know, as a way for our kids and for us to go look at her in her bedroom. And then it went into storage and then we were moving and I didn't really want to bring it with. I didn't want to move it. I didn't want to continue hauling it around with us. But I didn't know if I could throw it away. It's was like kind of in this battle of like, what do I do with this? So I decided that I could take a picture of it and then I could throw it away. And now when I think about it, I don't have any attachment anymore to that poster board. And I probably haven't even really looked at the picture. But taking a picture of it was helpful for me to be able to let go of something that I really didn't need anymore and that I had made the choice that I'm fine getting rid of it or I want to get rid of it. So how can I help myself let go of this that I don't need to continue to, you know, kind of bring it forward with me? Taking pictures of the things that you want to let go of can be really, really, really helpful. So some other ideas is reusing clothes for your other children if you feel okay with that, for me, I had tried to put some of Aria's clothes on Brelyn, my next daughter, and it just, it just didn't feel super right for me. And I also wanted to, um, I also wanted to keep those clothes in as best shape as possible because I want to put them into a blanket, like I was saying earlier. Um, you can make their bedroom into a way to remember them with some of their things in there, even if not everything is like making it a place that you want to go in, a place that you want to be there, kind of place to go journal about them to whatever you want to do. Making a blanket out of their clothes like I want to, donating their items to other children who need it, or kind of like the Marie Kondo method of like thanking an item for being a part of your life therefore being there for your child and then letting it go. So really being... It can be almost like an intentional thing where you have to, you don't have to, where you're choosing to let go of something because it's no longer serving you or it's it's taking up more space in your life than you want to. And for some reason, it can feel really hard to feel like you're letting go of your child or you're moving on when you're not. You can have these, say you choose a few items that you really connect with and that remind you a lot of them and keeping them. As, you know, part of your life. Like I said, whatever you choose, there really is not a right or wrong way to deal with your child's things. What's very important is listening to your gut, listening to what you're ready for and feeling into your body of when you do need to give yourself that extra push to let go or change something, because fear can also keep you in a place of not doing something that you're ready for. And also those thoughts of like, if I let go of this or if I change this up That means that I'm moving on or, you know, letting yourself work through those emotions of I'm not letting go of them. I'm not moving on, um, even though that feeling is there and working through that feeling. So I know that this is a very intense thing to go through. I know it's a lot to process the feelings and the emotions. It's not just like, you know, just simply working through getting rid of your child's things or moving them or putting them into storage or doing something with them. It's all of the emotions that come with, what does this mean that I'm putting this away? Does this mean I'm done grieving? Does this mean I'm a bad mom? Does this mean I'm forgetting? All of these questions and thoughts that come up with it as well. And truly, who would have ever ever thought that you have to be trying to figure out what to do with your dead child's things? And I'm really sorry that you... You do have to do this. You do have to even think about it. It's really, really hard. And I'm I'm really sorry. I, I wish it wasn't this way. I hope that some of these ideas for you and some of these ways help you begin to do whatever you need to do to, to process and to do what you want to do with their things. It's really a journey that you get to decide, you know, what you want to do with it. And I guess something else that (laughs) that totally can be unrelated, but it's a whole nother episode. Maybe I have to do on like, you know, communicating with your spouse. If you have a spouse of if they are ready to do something and you're not, and that's a whole nother section that I guess I could do later as well. But that is all for today until next week. Take care. If you have found support, encouragement, and changes on your grief journey from this podcast, I want to invite you to come check out Stop Talking, Start Feeling. It's my mini workshop that takes what I talk about on this podcast and really brings it to a tangible, practical level. It dives into emotions and thoughts and how you can begin to process and move through them. There are also sections on releasing and processing sadness and guilt, which so often come up after your child dies. Join me over at www.stoptalkingstartfeeling.com. that's stoptalkingstartfeeling.com.